<laughs> you go up to River Church and they do that during the whole service. And you're trying to hear the message, you know, and everybody's laughing around you and just annoying, you know? <laughs> Listen, don't sit on that front row, okay? That's a dangerous front row. Praise the Lord. Merry heart doeth good like a medicine. <sighs> well, that's good that you laugh because you won't like this next part. I'm not ripping a Bible up tonight, today. I said tonight, too. <laughs> oh, praise God. I want us to keep that portion of Scripture up. And because it all kind of flows together. Free people want other people set free. Isn't that true? But God's doing something in this hour and uh, it's a full package. We come and we get filled. We, we get set free as believers so we can go back out in the world. But this portion of scripture is, you know, I was reading that. The Lord just dropped the first part in me, you know, about they that dream turned again like a dream when my captivity got turned, got delivered. And then it got down to more of a serious part. And I said, Lord, what are you trying to say? And that's exactly what he's trying to say. When, when God's people get set free, there's something that comes with that freedom, and that's generosity. And I want you to see the last part of the scripture. Now, they've just had a breakthrough, and they said, Lord, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Restore us, in verse 4, to our former glory. May streams of refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Some of you are getting drenched. Hallelujah. Now, verse 5 is interesting. And I'm glad I looked under the... Uh, the Passion Translation, it says, those who sow in their tears as seeds <laughs> and I like the second part, or sow their seeds with tears. Now, come on. Sow their seeds with tear, with tears. In the early years, Reinhard Bunke, how many of you know who he is? A great missionary evangelist. He's in heaven now. But he sought the Lord because he was struggling financing all the crusades and, and things that uh, 
It, it, it's never been God's will for ministries to struggle financially right. or God's people to struggle financially. And as he was praying about that, the Lord showed him how it was going to be in the last of days, the end time church. And God showed him two, two streams. One stream was financial. And the other stream was the anointing. And those two streams are going to come together and they're going to clash and make one big explosion in this last hour. Guys, we'll have to have facilities to house the harvest. To have Christian schools to do whatever God dictates for any particular ministry to do. Now, as you see in the beginning, the battle is not ours. Preparing financially for the end time harvest is not our responsibility. It's totally God, but we have to cooperate. Say cooperate. So it says here that they sow seeds with tears. Have you ever sowed like that? God, I don't have any more money. Says a sower weeps when he sows his precious, say precious, <laughs> seed while his children are hungry. Some people say, you know, I can't tithe because I can't pay my bills. Well, that's why you need to tithe. Amen. And I'm not going to go to Malachi chapter 3 and so on and so forth. Many of you know that scripture. In fact, when the preacher comes up and talks about it, you shut them off. No, I know that stuff. All they want is money. No, God is wanting to finance the kingdom. Amen? Amen? It cost mucho bucks. We pay $20,000 almost a month for this facility. And that's why we brought it to your attention that we need our own, but that's going to cost millions of dollars. But God is not broke. Amen? He's looking for a people that will obey. Say obey. And sometimes weep a little bit when he tells us what we should give. Hallelujah. That's something all this that goes together. You're set free from your captivity and probably it, it, these, these people are getting drunk. They laugh, laugh, and laugh, and laugh. And when they're in, intoxicated in the things of God, generosity just automatically comes forth. Amen? But it says even the children go hungry. <laughs> well, God wouldn't make me do that. You know what? He doesn't want to take things from you. He wants to get something to you. Hmm. There's stories in the Old Testament, New Testament that God did extra, extraordinary things when people did extraordinary things. Amen? It goes on to say, it says, this is a picture of sacrificing what little we have for the harvest 
to come. To come. Sacrifice, what does sacrifice mean? Sacrificing the little that we have for the harvest that is to come. And it goes on to say we'll reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. Amen. They may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow. But they will, say they will. They will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. Hallelujah. We need to do this when God tells us to give to legacy or an offering or tithe or to the poor or give whatever God tells you to do. We should not worry or be concerned, but just obey. Just obey. And God will <laughs> cause us, they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back what? Armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. Overflowing. Hallelujah. So two streams coming together. Financial and the anointing. You know, we, we have a lot of vision here. We, we want to, you know, Vinny has been such a blessing getting us on, you know, our streaming. I don't know, most of you are at church, so you don't watch streaming, but it is 100% better <laughs> than it used to be. But see, in, 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 in uh, you know, getting the gospel out, it takes lights. How much do these lights cost? For a couple thousand a piece? Think about that. And we need to add lights. We need more cameras. We need this and that. We want to, uh, you know, improve our, have something on, fa on, on YouTube, our YouTube page. Constantly getting the, the message out. But it takes money to do that. But see, if we had an attitude where you know, we're not getting up begging for money, and of course we do the offering and, and legacy, you know, once, you know, once a month, and then we push it in February every year. But it should be an ongoing thing where we obey God. There is a need, and we will obey God. Amen. Hallelujah. And not worry about it. In fact, when God says to do something, laugh. Yes. Just laugh. But I won't get my cheeseburger today <laughs> laugh God will bring you a cheeseburger he'll door dash it yes, hallelujah yeah. somebody okay you know I, actually somebody left McDonald's at our door by mistake once <laughs> now was that God or what <laughs> and a pizza too yeah amen Hallelujah. God can confuse the devil. He's done it over and over again. Hallelujah. You will not go hungry. Amen. Amen. You'll have more than enough. I want you to look at Deuteronomy 8.18. 
you shall remember when God puts an opportunity in front of you to sow a seed or to give, what are we going to do? We're going to remember. Thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. I like the word anointing. How many of you confess that? I have anointing. I have anointing to, to prosper. I have anointing to get wealth. I have anointing. Amen. I'm a magnet. Money comes to me. Amen. Hallelujah. We prayed for Bill back there, pilot, and he can't get a day off. He's mad at me, I think. His wife never sees him anymore. See, when you get serious with God, he'll get serious with you. The problem is too many people just try it. And if it don't work out, well, how many of you know, anytime you take a step forward for the things of God, regardless of what it is, the enemy is going to try to put something to cause you to stumble. Well, pastor, that doesn't work. You know, I had somebody years ago come to me, and it was an office in, in Brockton, and said, you know, pastor, we've been, we've been tithing, and, 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 you know, nothing, you know, I hear all these miracles, and nothing seems to ever happen, and, and I'm thinking, well, where's your confession? What are you saying? Are you expecting? Are you expecting? Are you sending out your harvesting angels? Are you, are, are you speaking blessing, coming in, and blessing going out? Amen. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. Deuteronomy 28. Powerful. Hallelujah. So it is God that gives us the anointing to get wealth that he may, what? Establish. Establish you. Establish his covenant, which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jesus, and you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You are included in that, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 says this, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, and some people, now listen to me, some people take this, well, you know, this is spiritual. Spiritual. If you read the context of chapter 8, and chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians is talking about supporting God's work, giving to the poor. It's, it, it's financial. It's money. It's not, ooh, I'm spiritual. In fact, your pocketbook will show how spiritual you really are. Jesus said where your treasure is, that's where your heart. You're helping me preach this morning. <laughs> for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, my sake, he became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. Are you kidding me? In fact, the, uh, let's read that in the Amplified Bible, okay? 
says, for you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his kindness, his gracious, his gracious generosity. Say, generosity. generosity. His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing in that though he was so very rich, yet for your sakes, you need to put me in there, <laughs> he became so very poor in order that by his poverty, you might become enriched and, what does it say there? Abundantly supplied. Abundantly supplied. Hallelujah. Stop listening to the naysayers. Stop listening to the, the, the news and, and, and about depression and, and all the money things and whatever. You know, actually, I don't, you know, a lot of people were blessed during the COVID-19 thing. <laughs> I mean, the church was literally blessed. I've talked to other pastors that stayed the course and they wouldn't close down or whatever. The others closed up and they haven't opened. Right, right. Hallelujah. But we were blessed. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And many of you were blessed. Yeah. Supernaturally blessed. Glory to God. So there is a, an anointing in this hour, especially. And I know the church has been through, you know, years gone by. It, it, it's talked about poverty and vows of poverty and, and, you know, oh, the poorer we are, the holier we are. And, and, you know, I came out of some of those denominational thinking, junk and whatever. Uh, you know, you were expected to give but never taught and in fact you know when I got a hold of the word of faith and as an associate pastor I was teaching some of that in church and one of the uh, ladies in our church in Arizona came up she was actually the Sunday school superintendent at the time and she said you know you should never talk about giving to receive something back <laughs> what about Luke 638 give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will he cause men to give into your bosom or your purse? Hallelujah. Think about that. All over the place. And this next scripture, my last scripture I'm going to read this morning, is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the Amplified Bible, verses 6 through 11. And this is powerful. You've got to get a revelation of this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Remember this. How many times did God through the Bible say remember? Remember. Yes. He who sows sparingly. Remember in Psalms 126, it says, those that weep when they say, oh God, do I have to? <laughs> I remember the meeting last year when, when the anointing came on me. Listen, if the anointing ever comes on you during an offering time, you better obey God. And really, that was the biggest gift that we'd ever given into a, a, another a $10,000 gift. And the Holy Ghost came on me. And, and I turned to Pastor Judy, and they said, $10,000, and she, I don't know what she was thinking. I think she weeped. 
Hallelujah. But God will never tell you to do something that he's not prepared to bless you abundantly. Hallelujah. And I know in, in, in the camp meetings that Brother Kenneth Hagan had, and you've heard, uh, you know, Mark Hankins and others say that, you know, he'd, they'd gone to a lot of these camp meetings and so on and so forth, and, and Brother Hagan would get up and, and say, well, you know, whatever you plan to give, double it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And you heard some of their testimonies, how, how miraculous things happened after they obeyed. Yeah. Amen. Remember this, he who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. How do you want to reap this morning? This kind of goes on with the series that we're on. It's your choice, making a choice. You're going to be blessed. <laughs> and he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly, or think, you know, second thinking, or sorrowfully, or under compulsion. For God loves. Now look at this. God, how many of you like to know what God loves? God loves. He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, Oh, I'm just a worshiper. I want to spend all day just before the Lord with my hand raised up. Yeah, what are you doing for the kingdom? Yeah, God loves your worship, but part of worship, in fact, Solomon said that we honor the Lord by bringing the first fruits of our increase. So shall our barns be filled with plenty. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at this. Prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without what kind of giver? A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in their giving. Your motivation when you come to church should be give, give, give. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my love. I'm going to give my attention. I'm going to give my offerings. I'm going to give. Because if I have that attitude, I'm going to get good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know why some people don't get anything from the preaching? Because they're up, they're into themselves all the time. What am I going to, oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm kind of preaching this morning, but that's okay. Now look at verse 8. God is able to make all grace. Every favor and earthly blessing. Isn't that something? It doesn't say heavenly blessing there. Earthly blessing. Amen. How many of you like some earthly blessing? Huh? Some of you need a new car. That's an earthly blessing. Amen. Psalm says wealth and riches should be in our house. We need a stretch, amen? But how do we, do we get it by withholding? No, we get it by being a joyful, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in our giving. God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you, 
may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance, say abundance, for every good work and charitable donation as it is written. Oh, I like that. As it is written in the Bible. The benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. And look at verse 10. And God who provides seed. Who's going to give, provide seed to you? So why are you crying about it anyway? God. Amen? Yes. Praise God. I mean, if God operated that way in the old covenant... How much better is this covenant? Hallelujah. God who provides seed for the sower and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources. Will multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous. And your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. Hallelujah. And during this end time revival, it's been prophesied there is going to be a transfer of wealth. Amen. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his grandchildren, but the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's, there's not a lack of gold, silver, money, anything. There's as just as much on the earth now as there was in the beginning. Amen. But it's been stored away for you and I in these last days. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and pastor, what's going to cause that transfer is our faith and our obedience, our generosity, our hearing from God and, and, and doing Supernatural things. Supernatural giving. Bring supernatural receiving. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Gone are the days when we think poverty in church. Hallelujah. Why? Because we have very short time to get the job done. Very short time to get the job done. Amen. God wants us as we're responsible for living word. Amen. God wants us to have our own facilities, our own land. He wants us to do what he's called us to do. Amen. Because the end time harvest is big. Is bigger than what we can even imagine. I, I can't even think that big. I have to work on it. Amen? Amen? But an innumerable amount of people 
He say, when is Jesus coming back? You know, the Bible says he's waiting to gather in as much fruit from the earth as he can. It's not his will that any perish, but all come to repentance. Amen. I want you to bow your head today. Pastor Judy's going to come up and receive the offering this morning. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know, the whole point of no matter what we're talking about should be focused on souls. And, and this is really what I'm talking about this morning, generosity and giving. And it's all about building the kingdom. And if you've not received Jesus, he wants you to accept him because there is a heaven and there's a hell. And really, we have a work to get done that we have a very short time to do it in. And you don't need to be in bondage any longer to whatever is caught, you know. Of course, if you're not born again, you're serving the father of this world, which is the devil. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it's time for you to jump in to the kingdom of God 100%. Amen. And take Jesus as the Lord of your life. There's probably been people praying for you. You probably feel a nudge of the Holy Spirit every time you come into a church because he's drawing you. He's saying, come unto me and I will give you peace. I will give you rest and eternal life. So I want us all to pray this prayer today. Amen? Pray it sincerely. And then let us know at the end on your way out if you've said that prayer and we have something for you. But let's all pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge today that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your only Son to die on the cross for me. Now, dear Jesus, thank you for taking my place. Now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're free.